Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Thank you quite nicely done, Alliance. And Brett is heading out there right now. Why are you leaving so fast? You got 10 minutes. He's going right down the road. 48th Street and Indian School. He's running down there. Scumbag. Yeah, hey, you scumbag. <laughs> what a two-minute drive. Get out of here, scumbag. Uh, Brett's on his way out the door right now. 48th Street and Indian School uh, for Operation Hydration. Uh, again, I have to thank those guys. I, and I tasted this stuff, the sweatle. Had one uh, yesterday, really good. Uh, two days ago, playing yeah. golf. It's a, uh, it's 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 a, a electrolytes water, and it's you know what? It's the great one was the grape, and it's not. There's no sugar. There's nothing in it that's like bad, and uh, it just was really good. Like it tasted great. So I'm I'm a fan. Sweatle dropped off. Uh, I like the meaning behind it. What it means? IV. Yeah, yeah. Intravenous. It's injected into your body. <laughs> it's, it's Mexican intravenous. Sweatle. They dropped off twenty six thousand bottles of water. And you can't even I put you can't even put an imaginary brain around what what that looks like. It's huge. So Operation Hydration is like we're closing her up in a couple weeks. It goes till Labor Day. Unbelievable how good it goes. And then you get this kind of stuff happening, and it's like just remarkable. So they're dropping that off. I think this week, if they haven't already, and it's just amazing. So thank you to those guys and everybody else who's dropped off. We're not done yet. It's still 100 and F outside, so uh, we're going to keep her going till Labor Day, as promised. And Felt it yesterday it's a little bit. Warm. It's just that thing where you're walking outside going, come on, give me a break. There's a little more mugginess involved. We'll get one this weekend. It's going to be below 100. Uh, you donate a case of water and help out uh, Operation Hydration because they're helping out the Valley's homeless. We're hearing all these news stories about there's 50 people dead. They're investigating 300 others. We shouldn't have this problem. Now, you're going to lose some people who are just out of their minds and not paying attention to what's going on, and they die. But for the most part, there's a lot of people that would just survive this if they had some somebody come by and say, here's some water. The lack of water is never a reason to, to you know gas out. But again, you're going to run into the problem. We're always going to have that. The news will always put a spotlight on, like, people not taking, you know, they never mention that the person that dropped dead was also, uh, you know, Heroin would and, rather have the drug than right, water, exactly. not knowing yeah. better. That to me, that doesn't count as a heat related death. Heat related death is a dude who's outside busting his butt, working from A to B, trying to make ends meet, and he just goes out. He dehydrates. Old person in their home, no one's checking in right. on him. A, a, a homeless guy who's you know down on his luck and not doing that kind of stuff and standing outside all day. Those uh, people, people that want help and want to get better deserve this thing not that anybody deserves to die but there's a lot of this false narrative reporting stuff about like everybody who's dry it's just because it's so hot it feeds that whole it's too hot for humanity story that they just love to tell about phoenix which isn't true um but operation hydration does amazing work for a lot of people and what they do also is kitchens get the water they need it for cooking they need it for 
uh, hydrating the people that come in and are like, we need a meal. and what, it's, it's just an awesome situation. The Phoenix Rescue Mission divvies that out appropriately, and we couldn't be happier to be partnered with them. Uh, and you guys help out like crazy. And you can do it again. 48th Street and Indian School. That's Arcadia. You can roll on over there, see some Arcadia ladies uh, in their Lululemons wandering in and out of the uh, drugstore in the Safeway. Open. Shouldn't be too far away. You can, might, might be able to spot a drive line somewhere in the near distance. Oh, Right up the road, because yep. you go up 48th Street, and you're right there at Lafayette. Make a right, and you'll find Hopi Elementary School. Jesus Christ. Not one of those kids in Arcadia is getting kidnapped, but none of them walk to school. I always go back to that when I lived in that neighborhood, and I saw all the kids with suitcases. Back when they were still allowed to walk here and there, and they're walking down the road with suitcases. The roller, right? What's this? Well, they banned the backpack because it was causing back issues for the children. They have so much homework, so many books. Books? Laptops. They don't have any books. You don't know books. Fourteen of them. I, I, should, I, I should look like Mr. Burns, for God's sakes, if backpacks bust your back. You know why they have bad backs? They don't go outside and play. Hunched over at the computer. Yeah, they're sitting hunched over a, a laptop playing Minecraft all day. That's why their spines are curved. Has nothing to do with backpacks. Get them a nice office chair if they're going to spend that much time. Oh, that school! I, I, I predict that if you went to Hopi Elementary School, your future is you're a pussy. That's it. You, you were coddled to pussydom in ways I've never seen in my life. Not allowed to have a backpack. I have to have a rolly suitcase. A rolly suitcase. It looked ridiculous. It looked like a bunch of little tiny businessmen getting off a bus, walking up and down Calle Tuberia. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? We got to have our backpacks on. Like that's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, that's up the road from where Brett is today. So if you want to get stuck in the driveline, woof, that one's one of the worst. 48th Street and Indian School. Avoid anything north of that Safeway because you're going to get stuck in that mess of, although it's a bunch of hot moms. Uh, and it's right there at the Safeway. It's a good Safeway. It's a really good Safeway. It's an eyeballing Safeway. And you can get some water there and help Brett out and help out the Phoenix Rescue Mission, which is always good. Brett also has Shine Down tickets. Event seven fold tickets. I'm excited about that. That's October 8th. Shinedown's four days later, October 12th. That's going to be outstanding. And all the KUPD stuff you can swallow. So head on over to the Safeway, 48th Street, and Indian School. That is where you go. Uh, I got an email yesterday from somebody who goes, Oh, the Michael Orr thing. It's getting worse. And now now uh, everybody's finding out that he's lying. He admitted he lied. And my Scott's like, You jumped the gun on this. I never said I cared what Michael Orr was doing. All I ever said was that movie was a lie. I don't know. He knew about his conservatorship and all this other stuff. This story's getting crazy. There was a thing that was going to sue for $15 million. And he had it planned earlier at one time, else he, else he would go right. pub. I mean, this was kind of thing, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and smear yeah. you guys. I root I wanna, for it. Yeah. I but root for it. It sounds like, I don't know, looking at uh, hearing both sides now, it's like, all right, I got to make up here and but it's figure like, it out. He's... It's, What's you know misleading is his family was loaded to right. begin with. So, but like, what's you know their motivation is more. People who are loaded don't stop. People who are loaded are like, what can we do? That's- but they've never you know the part is they've never not been a part of this. Like, sure. they're like, wait a minute, we've always been there the whole time. It's not like but something you know, happened. They weren't signing. There's no indication that people that other friends that have talked about the situation. They're like, it's not like they felt like they left the relationship alone and they're cashing in on it they did some cashing in there's a little cashing in on that there's a whole uh status thing that went with that being that savior couple there's no question about that and michael sure. Orr's no angel 
you know, he he rode the wave. Right. And, and he, he didn't he, like it from the beginning. And I love that part and of the story. do I feel that they should, you know, if they did make additional money and he didn't? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. right. And, and they should be able to write that. That's But that's I don't think this is about to. money. I think this is, I think what's happening. About how he was portrayed in the yeah, movie? I think it's basically him having to swallow that pill for so long and finally going, you know what? You can't guys. take it anymore. Yeah. It's not about. And I understand that. F- and, and, he's, and it always because lawyers are going to be like, put a price on this. But he's looking at it like, you guys got all the credit for my life. I think there's bitterness. And I think you that's, looked great. Yeah, in the and, movie. The, and not a single moment did you look like, you know, the white savior complex was kicking in. You, you guys looked heroic and amazing. And basically, I look like a dummy. They made it look you know? like, he's, yeah, I've never played football before right. when I came over there. You did everything. I'm going to help you with your technique, the yeah. mom. Yeah, that's when I, the movie lost me, when she was helping out with offensive line technique. I'm like, oh, God. Mentally helping him, one thing, but, yeah. Financially helping him. And the, Making the, it comfortable so dad, he could The dad the whole that. time was involved, heavily involved in sports. Of course he was. And they kind of allude they, to that, but not I, like not in the movie. Not as I much really as he was. To... Not well. I mean, he was an Ole Miss supporter. Booster. He was a big booster. The he dude was, was calling games. Right. Yeah. He was a broadcaster. He was he was dabbling around with playing around with broadcasting because he could do whatever he wanted over there. They never brought in the uh, you know the KFC's Taco Bell's and uh, whatever that he owned too, <laughs> right, like a right. hundred franchise <laughs> yeah. there. Sold them for two hundred million dollars when he already had a bunch. It's pretty amazing though. But I think Michael Orr is looking at him going, you know. I keep reading about you having $200 million. I keep reading about you guys doing this. I can't help but think, you know, you rode my back pretty hard for a while. I'm still the blindside guy. So when people see me, they think of you. And I'm, I'm bitter about they it. I'm tired of it. They talk to me slower. Yeah. How yeah. are you today? <laughs> Is Big Mike doing great today? Yeah, I speak the language. I'm a human being. I'm, I'm not Utabenga. Knock it off. Thanks for defending my uh, image in the movie. Like, right. if you were my... <laughs> You know, yeah. basically, stepmom, adoptive mom. I read that yesterday in the comments. Somebody said, how would you feel if your parents made a movie about how stupid you were and without them? That's how you see me? Yeah, because that's basically what the movie is. Yeah. You're big, dumb oaf, and they took advantage of your size. You're just dumb and lovable. You had all this talent in there, but yeah. you just had to discover it. You needed a couple white ladies to help you out. Yeah, and I don't blame him for being bitter. And they're saying, he knew about the conservatorship all along. Right. His mom was there to sign it. Like, he wrote about it. It's not a big deal that he knew about it. He just hates them now. He's just mad. The movie, what, 15 years ago or longer, something like that? Yeah. You're constantly explaining the same thing over and over for 15 years straight. It's Matt O'Comer. Yeah. Matt O'Comer is Brady's friend who had an accident on the wrestling mat and lost his real name, Matt O'Connell, to Matt O'Comer. And finally snapped when 30 years later at a reunion, somebody goes, Hey, what's up, O'Comer? It's O'Connell, God, I'm so sick of this. Like, he lost You've made the list. He's lost it. And I think Michael Orr was sitting somewhere with people, and somebody went, so, the blind, you don't seem like like the guy in the movie. I was like, I'm not the guy in the movie, that's why. And I think he finally had had yeah. his, his limits with that. I think a little bit of that. that. I'd agree with you. I love watching it, though, because I, I've been waiting for that movie to backfire the whole deal. And he's promoting a book. So there's also his Timing crooked end. Exactly. His crooked side is if I get loud enough, people will buy my there book. There just happens to be a book coming and out. And some friction about that would make that book more interesting, for sure. But bottom line Anytime is... Anytime you say, I've got this lawsuit, and you can read about some of the reasons why in my book right. that I'm promoting right now. Brilliant. 
Yeah, if you pick a fight with the people who are in the book and the ones we know the most because of the movie, it's good. That's quality PR right there. Maybe the Tuies will step up and say, listen, Michael, we'll buy two million copies. Yeah. That would be amazing if they, if, they, if, they, if they did like the Goldmans and just bought the whole book and then got the royalties. The uh, yeah. The thing that gets me about it is that they put him under this conservatorship and they said it was so that he could get into Ole Miss. Yeah. Like, okay, why didn't you end that when he was 23? The dude is like 36, right. 37 now, and the conservatorship is for people that are like Britney Spears who are a little bit wacky in the head and need people right. to take care of their and maybe. He could have stepped up and said, "I should end this conservatorship." That's the other thing, you know. Yeah. So the thing that it was, he could do that. At any I time. think the conservatorship was just more lingering out of laziness than it was some. You know, you can't. Yeah, he's too old to there. adopt, right? Well, beyond that, and I, I, that wasn't exactly true either. You can adopt eighteen-year-olds in Tennessee. Yeah, but it was a pain in the ass. They had to get them into Ole Miss quick, like so. His conservatorship got. They were basically like, "What's the fastest the route easy, to get our way?" Yeah. The straight that, line here. What white people were like? Right. What? It was what? basically like, yeah, we want we want this uh, we want to put the savage on my uh, my my alma mater's team, <laughs> and they treated him like garbage. And I think Michael Orr is just basically like, I've had it, I've had it with you too. Hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks like that? Holmberg's morning sickness. You keep you keep glowing at the country club, and I can't imagine what it's like behind the scenes when it's not in the public eye. And Michael's got to go to that country club, and Tui's got her arm around him like he's a toy or a pry. He's basically Richard Pryor from the toy. He's her he's her accessory. Masturbates. He's her accessory that got her a giant name, and I it, and both are Jesus motivational Christ. speakers. Of course, so they I, are. I, interesting. Like if he heard, you know, there some needs of their to be stuff. Qualifications for that. Like, you can't just call your... You, you have to the, actually be motivational. The quali- qualifications are you can bull the best of them, and your your ego says that your words are more important. Right. It's just like this job. <laughs> it really is, except for I'm not motivating you. Right. I admit that what I do is stuff you shouldn't be doing. Like, my motivational speaking is like, don't do it. But those guys will tell you, you can be rich like me. You you have to have such a, a, well, they're, a, a they, they, belief they in yourself. Well, they put it under yourself. that category... Uh, motivational speaker because speaker doesn't sell it as much like right. i mean lou holtz would go around it and, and truly motivational the, but yeah. what he wasn't doing was telling you you can be like me those are the ones that i don't yeah, like that make exactly. people pay and he would tell in. you yeah. he's just doing speaking engagements yeah, not right. motivational speaking yeah. engagements right it was a speaker that wasn't designed to take a bunch of low-life deadbeats who were like i'm desperate for somebody to give me an answer it, it, lou holtz just when told his story it happened to be motivational but these two are just so proud of their work. We took a savage from the jungle and made him a people. <laughs> That's basically how they feel. And then when they're walking around country clubs with her, she just rubs me the wrong way. Like walking around, it's like, this is my big Mike. You know our story? And Mike has to sit there and hear that every time. We took him from the jungle and made him people. And then they, he's like, well, that's not exactly how it happened. You played for the Ravens and the Panthers because of me. I taught you proper two technique. No, you didn't. I knew that going in. Well, watch the movie, Big Mike. And she is one of those real housewives before there were real housewives absorbing all of this. You know, she, Lou Antui is just an amazing person. Took that big, gigantic savage, and she made him a people and then gave him a life. Otherwise, he'd be underground, you know, selling the crack. Honey, I want to do that, too. Yeah. I want one. But you know their lives... Michael Orr got paraded around. 
and had to hear her say, blah, 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 if it wasn't for me, in her own passive-aggressive way to her rich friends who were like, they've got themselves a black. My God. Well, we're behind. And it's keep up with the Joneses. If one neighborhood, if you get a Joneses neighborhood and somebody adopts a black, there's going to be four blacks in that neighborhood in the next year. That's happened. If your neighborhood did it, look out. Katie, bar the door. There's going to be a bunch of adoptions. Those Mormons keep up with each other. They love that stuff. They're not big on adoption. Well, they don't have to they be. create. Yeah. Well, and, they're good creators. When they start running out of uh, eggs. I've noticed that the, you know. Maybe, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. They start going out. I mean, they don't go after ones that look like them. They go diverse because they're looking around going, you guys, anybody can make people that look like us. I'm turning one of these into a Mormon. And then some kid shows up, like Janny. Hello, I am Mondeway from Sudan. I'm here oh, to talk oh. to you about Joseph Smith. <laughs> I am Elder Janny. No, this ain't flying. You were adopted by some lady whose eggs dried up. I don't know the story of why my Mormon mother did not have her own children. But me and 14 of my tribal friends. Yep, I know. I know what's going on here. I can almost guarantee you one of her friends was like, what store did you get all those at? They still selling? There's three or four more Sudanese out there if you want them. Okay. <laughs> and there'll be another one a couple streets down. I got one, too. I got me a Sudanese, too. It's great. That's just That's for great. everybody. Take them to fries. Make them bag boys. <laughs> I remember when I went to that fries when the Lost Boys first got here. Oh, there was an invasion. How many well, more there? Had, there all was, of them? Um, was we like had almost at one Yeah, there's here. No, but I mean, yeah, fries. You That's what I'm saying. The whole fries was loaded. All 300 because it was like fries. Fries no, was a good no. outlet. That's 50 or 60 had fries on fries. Indian School and 44th Street. I went in there once. God, it had to be almost 20 years ago. Maybe a little less than that. And I walked in and I'm like, that man is opaque. That is beautiful dark skin. Mm-hmm. And I watched him go by. I'm like, wow. And I saw another one. I was that the same guy? That's a different guy. And then I looked at the line, and there were like nine baggers, and all of them were this glorious new shade I've never seen before. They're beautiful. Yeah, they set up a nice little work And fries gave them jobs, and they told each other about it, and then they just loaded up the fries. Wow. And you couldn't ask. Like, Janny worked at the Bashes, I think. Or maybe he was at a fries, and he didn't know any of the products. I mean, how mean is that? You take a kid out of starving Sudan and you shove him in a grocery store and say, "All right, <laughs> shelves work." The you shelves. can't have these. But Jenny you had put no them in bags. idea where things went. I did not know people would say, "Where is the powdered milk?" And I said, "I don't know <laughs> what is powdered milk." You mean there's milk that isn't milk yet? We have all the food. Where is it? I've been asking where is the food my whole life. Now you're making me point it out to you. You're right, Janie, you know, got plugged in immediately to the cross-country team. Yeah, first There's day. There a kid at uh, Washington High School when I was doing that Young Life thing. Six foot ten. Um, we got a spot for you on our basketball right. team. <laughs> Jenny showed up, and he might have yeah. been like 23. You're 16. You're a track star. And he just ran. He didn't know where. He didn't know what. Great story. And Tui's would have gotten hold of him. There would have been a movie about it. In fact, there was a movie about it. Reese Witherspoon's in it. The Lost Boys movie. Yeah. But none of the, uh, I don't think it's one of the families wrote that. They, it wasn't a good enough movie to get all the credit, like Michael Orr's Blindside. Lisa reads a book to her kids every year. The uh, What is it, A Walk to Water or something like that? No, with, I don't with, I don't their know. story where. It's like 3,000. We uh, Phoenix start ended up getting 400 yeah, we of them. Yeah, we had a ton of them. There were a ton of little Louie and Tui's running around here with their new black accessory. <laughs> That's how I see that. 
I know that there's good intentions and stuff, but when you go parading around or try to tell their story for them, let them tell their story. Let Michael Orr tell his story. You don't have to tell. You know what we did for you? We wrote a, we wrote a story about it. And they had some biographer come and follow you around and talk about how great you two were. That's the Michael Orr story. It's not the Lou Antui story. Right. That I, that I definitely agree with that. But it's become the other way, and I think Michael's tired of it. But at I the same time, they were part of the story. But sure. But I, I get what you're saying when, when you kind of take the lead on right. something that you're trying to glorify. If you yourself, do something out of the kindness of your heart to help another let person, somebody else glorify let him it. tell the story. Yeah. Let him, yeah, let him glorify it for you. We hired a biographer to talk about how great we were for you, Michael. You know, taking you out of the jungle, making you people. You're welcome. I didn't live in the jungle. And I was already people. Yeah, but not good people. We got people. this. Not got country this. club people. You were bad people. We made you good people. Not good people. You just work on your uh, football technique. We got yeah. this. You just we got keep this movie. Then. Work on your slide step, Big Mike. <laughs> you're you're going to get, somebody's going to blow right, Jared Allen's going to blow right by you if you slide like that. Anyway, I'm working on, uh, we have to make him people and a good football player. And I think you just got tired of it. It's like, look, I was a pretty decent person coming in. Let's not make it seem like you took me out of a zoo. <laughs> It's not Helen Keller. You didn't do any magic. Uh, this is a great story I saw yesterday. A lady uh, in California, my house in California had a sub-basement that was like a crawl space, but it was because we were living on a side of a hill, and you had, like the water would have to drain. You couldn't hit the house. So it had this weird kind of thing underneath in case there was a, like, like a lot pump? of water. Yeah, but it wasn't a pump. It, was like the, it, it, it wouldn't collect water, but it kept the house above it. Oh, okay. But you were still on the ground. So it could a, run underneath. Yeah, so it could kind of run, but it didn't run underneath. It just kept it to where, like, if we had trouble, it wasn't running into the house. Um, Not into, but, like, away. it wasn't just leaning on the house. It, yeah, it was pushing it away. So your house was up a little bit. So you could get under there. and to some, stop it, yeah. prevent it from sliding maybe down there. Well, there's a little of that, but it was mostly just so water didn't just hit the house. Gotcha. Like, it would go down. It, it was hitting the bottom of the house where nothing was. But every once in a while, you'd walk on those floors and hear... <laughs> Like movement and things, and some like a raccoon would get under there, little animals, and you'd hear them scurrying around. So it wasn't uncommon to hear like or see your dogs look at the ground and start turning their heads, like something's under there. They hear it? something. Yeah, they'd hear something under there. Um, so this lady in California was hearing noises under her house, and I kind of creeped out by it and stuff. And then, and then one day she's walking into the kitchen and hears like a guy yawning, and then she's like, huh? And she thought, like, there was birds under there, but at first, like, she's thinking, I just got a, a bunch of birds that kind of hang out under there, and they, they bang around. It's no big deal. It's normal. Didn't think anything of it. She says, I'm standing in the front door, and I'm, like, peeking out, and I see the grass start to move. And then, uh, out of this hole, dude just crawls out of the earth. <laughs> he had dug, like, a little tunnel, so he didn't have to go out of, like, the window of the house. He got out of there through this hole. And she's like, hold on a second. So she uh, went over the side of the property and said, uh, uh, there's a, a man's ass has been living under my house. <laughs> I don't know how, but it's creepy as F to see an arm coming out of your backyard and then a guy crawling and he's feeling for the side of the house, see where he is, because it's just his arm. He's just underground man. And she's like, but he's been living there for God knows how long. So she grabbed like a pool oar and started to hit him and stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> beating him He's living under the house. Now that... Is a movie that needs to be made because I don't know. Now it made me think, like, what if he was there for a couple of years? You never know how long. And I right. never once checked in my house all those noises that were under there. <laughs> California's got a homeless problem. That's a pretty smart 
homeless. And I just go into these houses that, and it's easy. Like, it's nothing to it. A lot of times you can just kind of move a screen out of the way and you'll be under it. Yeah. And you just lay down there. And it's, you know, damp. It's like, you know, it's a crawl space. But it's a little bit bigger. Dude was living under a house. Like three or four feet deep. Or it's, the height. But certain parts are bigger than that. So it goes on the, like ours was going on the slope of the ground. So it was probably five feet to three feet. Gotcha. It was just like the back to the front. Nice little relaxing. You could just lay on a tilt. You know like how much, nice little, how much room? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the whole length of the base of the house, the oh, foundation. Geez. There were some sticks in there, you know, for that. But And it, it would be, uh, it had to have been dry even if it was raining. Yeah. I bet you it was probably well, about 1,000 square four, feet. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. A nice little place. All right. Just couldn't stand up straight. That's all. But he's laying back. He was super comfortable because I can't imagine what I, I would. I would myself so fast if, the, if, if my yawned. ground yawned. <laughs> I, I would lose. Like if my attic just went, what's for breakfast? Like I'd lose my mind. Going to the light, Caroline. I would lose my mind. <laughs> I'd lose it. We had a bird in the chimney for a while making all sorts of noise. And we're watching TV, and Megan's like, Why do they have that stupid bird on this show? It doesn't even make sense. I'm like, That's in our house. What? It creeped her out that we had a bird in the chimney. It was like, This thing's like, like that doesn't make much sense to, to do during the uh, Cubs game to have a bird that loud next to a microphone. But he would scream and yell in that chimney. He was there for a couple of years. But it was weird because you're like, You're just waiting for him to swoop down. Attic animals? You had raccoons in your attic once. That's yeah, my horrifying. Yep. Now imagine. No, didn't you have one at 14th Street? You went up and the guy hit him with the lights and saw little eyes? Wasn't that you? No. No, I thought that was you. That somebody went up in the attic and We threw did it. at my grandfather's house. He said I kept hearing noises and went over there. And that's where we... Flashlight and there's a bunch right. of them up there? And I kept them Oh, on. that's the one you kept. That's yeah. right. I thought that was here. But now imagine you go up there, flash the flashlight, and there's just a dude in the attic. I would my pants. Crazy. I would lose my mind. And probably more likely to get beat up by the raccoons than you are the dude. He's trying to keep it cool. Horrifying. So if you hear noises in your house, kids, probably a dude. That should that maybe that should be our first thought. Check for seeing if it's a dude, and then when you find out it's a raccoon, there'll be relief. <laughs> you can't have that stuff living under your place. I had that stupid squirrel digging holes in my pool. House, not pool house, but like where the pool equipment is. That dude made a mess, but he's li- he's been living under there. I can't fill his trails up. He's got thirty of them. Yeah, I didn't even know squirrels did that. But I mean, he'd build a four foot mountain, digging holes, and he was storing it. In- All the extra excavation was stored in my pool house. I go out there to the pump, and it's buried. I'm like, I got to unbury a pool pump. Those are like three and a half feet off the ground, buried. Yeah. Like, this little prick is taking all the dirt and putting it in here. I got. I need to show you this video a guy sent me yesterday, a buddy of mine from Columbus, Mink Man. He's, <laughs> he's raised minks that... Boy, people know how to get to your heart. Boy, do they. They're yeah. using Selling these those? minks instead of the furs. He'd rescue them from the farms and raise them. So he'd go to people's properties, just like yours. Yeah. Set uh, traps. Let the mink go. And he goes in the tunnel and kicks them out. And then he's got his two dogs... That he gets rid of rats on properties. Oh, I see. And, his and dogs the dogs go get the, the rats back. They get the right. Oh, I see. Then when the when the mink gets them all out of the tunnels, the mink comes back. Yep. No kidding. Was it on a string or something? No. He just lets it go in the hole. It's done. Comes back. That's remarkable. Wow, mink man. 
in a nice quiet place I can sleep in these walls, no problem. But if you're thinking, like, I'll get in the walls, like, change your viewpoint and go, I'll get a job. John, so, let uh, me check walls. your tough shed. Yeah, yeah, oh, tough sheds. I won't even have a tough shed because of that. That's almost inviting a bad guy. John, let me block out the rest of your day. You need to Google people living in other people's attics. There's a ton of surveillance footage of these people coming what? down out of the attic while everyone's asleep, going through their fridge and personal belongings. It will freak you out. I oh. can't imagine. My attic's so hard to get in and out of. Like the, the ladder that goes in there is in the garage. It has a name. It's called frogging with a PH. <laughs> it does? <laughs> this is all new to me yesterday. <laughs> frogging? Why is it called that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to Google it, though. Wow. All right. We'll check your attic today. This is a public service announcement from <laughs> right. your friends at KUPD. There's probably somebody in there. Frog. And I just noticed that one of my canned lights has kind of sunk down a little bit. Uh-oh. Somebody's, somebody's crawling around up there. I don't like this at all. Frogging, eh? That's the recently, name of the show. There's a Frogging t- Hider in My House. It's a series. And there's a movie about it, too. I never knew about this. I knew that, like, on rare, rare occasions in cruddy countries, someone would get found in a wall. I never knew it was happening here. Sherry Lovell blames her grandchildren for hoarding food until she faces the culprit. It's a man from her past hiding in her crawl space. Oh my Paul God. Haynes returns from overseas, finds four froggers on his property. <laughs> froggers? <laughs> what? I just start series. What would you do? My just, yard is riddled with froggers. Just what have they heard you doing? Can they see me? Because there's been some... On Lifetime. Do you have Lifetime? Yeah. There's been some seriously embarrassing thumbs and butt moments that they're maybe witnessing through my vents. After Heidi Lane moves to the big city, her underwear starts disappearing. Oh, God. Mystery solved when she spots a man peering down through holes in the ceiling. A panty Frogger. <laughs> panty Frogger's a great name for a band. <laughs> Write that down. With a PH. Panty Frogger. Yep. He drilled little holes in her ceiling? I'd see that. I'd, be, yeah, I'd oh, worry yeah. about termites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'd notice holes in my ceiling that weren't there yesterday. Like, the day it happened. And it, when he drills holes through the ceiling, there's going to be some drywall dirt on your floor that would make you look down and then look up. How's he up drilling? Or is he, you, it'd be, it'd he's be, got a drill? It's tough frog in this summer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, frogging in Phoenix has got to be brutal. That's the one good thing. Although, there have been times when I'm like, God damn it, this room's AC doesn't seem to be as good as that room's AC. He, he, he took he a vent off. He does have access to some of the ductwork. <laughs> moving all the ductwork. He's probably just, just blowing right on him. Crazy. Frogging. All right, well, check your attic space and check your if you've got uh, underneath... Somebody's in it. It's a thing. Just get uh, Eric Bryan and the boys up there to check there you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll do it. That's a new service he needs yeah. to start providing. I'm Eric Bryan from Precision AC. <laughs> Got a frog in your attic? You don't want to keep him cool. Keep yourself cool and get rid of your froggers. I wonder if they've stumbled upon any froggers. Arizona's a tough frogging Yeah, community. Yeah. Like Phoenix. It's like, what, 120, 130 up there? At in your least. Attic? Yeah, you're running 120 regularly. You'd have to be a pretty hardy frogger. <laughs> hardy pl- frogger. Plumbing, great band name. The plumbing division. Yeah. Put pretty much any adjective in front of frogger and you've got something. <laughs> hardy frogger's a good this one. This isn't a big frog in town. No, this is a bad frog in town. Inept frogging. There's another one. Man, this is, that's horrifying.
Yeah, thanks, John, for the stuff nightmares are made of. And those movies are on Lifetime. Yep. You can and get as it on. you said, one of those movies on Lifetime has to end with her falling in love with her frogger. That would be pretty great because <laughs> that's a woman's dream. I mean, women are so weird about love that, you know, one of their fantasies is finding a dude in the sewer. And it's a legendary story. Beauty and the Beast, man in a sewer. My buddy Brennan just texted me said, tell John to watch I See You, a movie about frogging. It's a great flick. No. Helen Hunt, John Tenney, and Judah Lewis. Who wants to spy on Helen Hunt? (laughs) She's a shaky car ride away from having Down syndrome. It's from 2019, so she's older, too. That's not that much older. No, but I mean, she's the older version. Oh, yeah, that's 60 plus, Helen. I see what you're saying. Yeah, nobody's spying on that. If you're going to frog, go to Megan Fox's house. Apparently, there was a sequel, I Still See You. (laughs) He never left. With Bella Thorne. Oh, I'd watch that. That's the one that you just, I think, that Brendan sent over. I Still See You is the sequel. Oh, the sequel. Yeah. I, I See so, You yeah. evidently ended without a, like, there was no, like, resolution. He's still a current frogger. <laughs> he, he stayed frogging. <laughs> and then he's peering through Bella Thorne. That's a good move. That's a gr- What an upgrade for frogging is that you leave Helen Hunt and go watch Bella Thorne get dressed. Now, come on. What was I frogging? He's got to ask himself every day, why did I drill holes in that old lady's ceiling when Bella Thorne was right down the road? That's good frogging. Frogging. No idea that that was a thing, but there it is. Phoenix Frogs needs to be a sports team, Wayne says. That's a good one. We have, Welcome to the field, the Phoenix Frogs! The PH Frogs. What's a frog? They're everywhere. And yet nowhere at all. Try that in my frogging small town. Triple A ball club? The Phoenix Frogs. <laughs> they need to have that at the, at the restaurant that has the Holmberger, the attic. They need to have the Frogger. Because they're up in the attic, you know? I didn't know that was a thing. This is all news to me. That's impressive. All right. Well, it is kind of where nightmares are born. Uh, Safeway's where Brad is, 48th Street and Indian School. We'll get to him in just a little bit while we're all thinking about what's above or below us right now. Because I think this definitely made me want to. I do have a bathroom that has drywall termites. And I cannot get rid of them. I've done drywall termites yeah. is a thing. Well, they showed up in the drywall. The wood's fine, but they kind of hang out in the drywall. And there's a little trail. And I've killed them. And then, like two years later, they're back. And you see it. But I'm like, now I'm wondering why the bathroom, why no other space in the house, and why above the toilet? That's a frogger. I got me a frogger yeah, up above do. that bathroom. He's just drilling holes down and making it look like termites, so he can peer down and watch my uh, Steeler friends poop and pee on Sunday. Because it's in the Steeler bathroom. Either that or just termites want to be part of it like everyone else. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Toledo? Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm in the frog. Yeah, no, I, this let is... Me, let me get back over here. I'm impressed. Reading the descriptions of all the episodes. Craziness. <laughs> Guy says, new movie idea. Have Polly Shore live in your attic. <laughs> A reality show. Polly Shore's my frogger. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I see you. Yeah, let's get in the shower, buddy. Egan's in the kitchen. We're all spatulas. <laughs> They're gone. I took your spatula. Well, Attic Polly Shore's driving me nuts. Turn it, bro. I don't want to watch sports. Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by our friends at Action Ride Shop Corner, Gilbert and Southern in Mesa. If you need anything that goes down a mountain, whether it be in or the snow or up a mountain, and uh, the e-bikes and all that, 
Check out Josh and the boys over at uh, Action Ride Shop. Check them out online. All the socials at Action Ride Shop yeah. or uh, actionrideshop.com for details and on all their specials. And I don't know if they have a like a Byron special, but, you know. Sure, we have a Josh crashed at uh, his last ride special. There you go. Just ask for it. Yeah. See if it may be 1% again, like Byron. Yeah. The I'm just like Josh special. Come in with your crash bike, and they'll give you a discount. Oh, show on some road rash. Yeah, 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 road rash special. You come in with road rash, you get ten percent okay. off. That's my new special for Josh. You come in with bike rash or a cast or something and a busted bike. Josh will give you ten percent off. Uh, on the list, bullet for my Valentine. All these things I hate from our discussion this morning. Uh, Lamb of God. Now you've got something to die for for Froggers. Very nice. Uh, uh, let's see. After the burial, lost in the static. Hail to the king from Avenged Sevenfold for John's Avenged Sevenfold kick right now. I'm in. That's it. Okay. I'm on such an Avenged kick right now. It's ridiculous. Happy birthday stop. to Gilby Clark. He's 61 Gilby today. Gilby's 61. Wow. Yeah, I'm on a, a massive... Belinda Carlisle, 65. Hmm. Retirement age. I retired her years ago. A Go-Go's lead singer. Remember when she got really hot for a while and then did Playboy? And Kevin Rowland is 70, John. Kevin Rowland. I don't know that one. Lead singer of Dexie's Midnight Runners. Oh, man. <laughs> I got hit in the face because of that band by my dad. <laughs> and I told him the joke, what's worse than a Bloody Mary? I didn't know the, I didn't know what it meant. He was, what? And I'm like, on Eileen. And he goes, and just smacked me in the face. Why did you learn that? My sister. And then he hit her. I love that song. And Marcy, did you hear what he said? It was a Christmas story moment. Did you hear what your boy just said? He said... Not that. Now cut the grass. Yeah, and he was ironically doing yard work, so he was angry that I wasn't. And I told him the Bloody Mary joke. That my sister just... And my sister, don't tell him. Why are you telling him? Because I think it's funny. Isn't it? And just a smack across the face. Immediately. No laughs. No laughs at all. Terrible audience. Hey, Dad, what's worse than a Bloody Mary? I don't know. What, what's worse than a Bloody Mary, boy? This should be good. Uh, on Eileen. <laughs> ah, why? Why is it happening? He wasn't wrong. Know your audience. <laughs> that taught me that day. Know your audience. Rough got, crowd. Yeah, rough crowd. Hey, <laughs> I got no respect. I've never been hit before. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 